Welcome back to The Playdate. I am your host, Susan Peterson. And I'm your host, Clea Turner. Good job, Clea. (laughs) Got it right this time. You're a natural. Today, we are talking about early pregnancy, first doctor's appointments, how to find the right doctor for you. You are a birth photographer, videographer. Uh Uh-huh. Did you know who your doctor, who you wanted your doctor to be before you got pregnant? I did. I feel really lucky because I've seen tons of providers like in action Mm -hmm. in the moment. So I did in a sense, but the midwife that I first wanted to go to, I went to her for half my pregnancy. Then she wasn't available the second half. So I had to switch halfway through. Oh, okay. Um, But it was a group of midwives at the Layton Hospital, um, Layton Parkway Hospital. There's a few different hospitals in Layton, so (laughs) if you're wondering. But it ended up being great. They have a really good program at Layton Hospital called Simply Birth, and all the midwives are kind of on the same page. So it ended up good. I wish I could have had the provider that I really wanted. But I mostly, I wanted to deliver at that hospital more than anything because of that program. So I did know before that I wanted, which doctor I wanted to have. Okay, since you've seen a ton of births, what would be maybe even just your top three things people need to look for in a provider? Ooh, this is a good question. And I'm catching off guard. This is not written down. No, this is a really good question. I feel like you need to have a provider that respects everything that you want to do. Obviously, you have a provider for a reason, so they're going to make sure you're taken care of. Some people want to do some things that aren't conventional and could be kind of dangerous. So you need a a sound provider, but at the same time, I think I've seen a lot of providers, they just do what they want to do. They just do what they always do. They don't allow for many questions. And they tell you that like things aren't allowed. So they'll tell you that you're not allowed to eat. You're not allowed to push in a different position or whatever. So that's a big red flag. If they ever tell you you're but they not just allowed don't to want do to do it. Right. Yeah. Got yeah. It. Because they've never had the experience. Pushing positions, that happens a lot. Because a lot of people are requesting to push in different positions because it's way less chance of tearing. But doctors are like, no, you have to push on your back. Like they, when they push on all fours uh-huh. or squatting. Mm-hmm. Because it's easier for them yes. to catch the baby. So that's a big red flag if your provider's not willing to hear your requests. Okay. Okay. Top three things Yes. for a provider. I would say, number one, their overall vibe. You have to make sure that... They're somebody that you can connect with, and they're not just some – I think doctors can be very professional sometimes, which is great. And they should be very professional, but they can have a wall. Yeah. I think mother's intuition starts the second you get pregnant or even yes. before. And if something's off and you're not feeling it, I don't care if your mom and your sisters and your best friend went to that person. If you feel like you need to find a new provider, go find a new provider. Yes. And you can switch your provider – up until you like you even during labor and delivery. Yeah, you can say I need someone new. Mm-hmm. This and a is lot not of working. Times you might like your doctor in clinic, but mm-hmm. then you get to labor and delivery, and it's a very different experience. So yeah. that would be my number one advice: would be never be afraid to switch provider. Whether whether that's a nurse, whether that's anybody, birth is so vulnerable, and you want to be comfortable in your own space. Another thing that I would say for a provider would be location. A lot of people will travel a really far way to go see their provider, and you never know. First babies usually take a while to come, but you you could go very fast. And I've heard people, my mom's also a birth photographer. She's had people deliver on the side of the road and in the like hospital entrance and in the birth center 
like in their car in front of the birth center. And so I would say pick a provider decently close to you. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to this birth center that was like an hour away. And I ultimately just was like, that's, I don't know. I don't want to be in labor in the car. Yeah. For like an hour. Right. What if there's traffic? A guy that worked for me, he actually delivered his wife's baby in the car on the way to the hospital. Okay, I kind of wanted that to happen to me. You did? Because I was, I wanted to go natural. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? If my baby just shoots out in the car. Right. We have no control. So it would, it would be so nice. And then I wouldn't have to worry about it. I think I was too scared. (laughs) Your baby was staying in. Yes. Staying cozy. I was too scared. Okay. So um, vibe, location, which I love both of those. And then do you have another one? With your first baby, if you don't know your provider, I would say you want to have heard a few good things from a few different people, like some positive reviews about your doctor. I am lucky enough that because I'm a birth videographer, I can, I've can i seen a lot of different providers in the moment, but you really don't know. Like I was saying, you they can be a lot different in clinic than they can in labor and delivery. And so I would go to somebody that's a reputable mm-hmm. doctor. I'm not saying that like newer doctors wouldn't be great, but... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Talk to me about your first doctor's appointment. Do you remember? Your baby's only six months old, so. It was a long time ago. It feels like a lifetime ago, honestly. Doesn't it? Yeah. It's wild. But the first one, I know a lot of people go around 10 weeks. I think I was eight. Okay. I wanted to get in as soon as possible because I'm just a, I'm a worrier. Okay. So. Are you also a planner? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I love to plan. Same. And then it was babies and kids. You can't plan anything. So right. that's the that's the funniest part. But yeah. So I got into the doctor as quick as I could. They were like, let's catch you for 10 weeks. And I was like, no, we it needs to be eight. So we got into eight, heard the heartbeat. And I feel like at eight weeks, they're still like, I don't know. I don't know if it's because you're just not as far along yet. But they were like, okay, like, we'll see if like you stay pregnant. And I'm like, like, why wouldn't I? And then it like kind of introduce some other fears, I guess. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So my first appointment, it was not with the midwife that I had wanted to go to. It was just like with one of their assistants there. And it was kind of an interesting experience. I had no anxiety going in. And then I left and they're like, okay, like, we'll see if you see, we'll see you at 12 weeks. And I was like, so that, that's another reason with providers. I'm like, because that doctor that was helping me that day, I was like, I don't ever want her again. Because she just gave me the worst vibe. Right. And so I requested that I didn't have her and I never did again. We'll Um, see if we see you at 12 weeks. That's what she said. Not reassuring. No. And I'm just like, like, have you had a bad experience in the past? Like, what's that all about? So I don't know. Yeah. It is interesting. Like, it kind of took away every doctor brings their latest Uh experience to the table, but still. Yeah. So it was not good bedside manner. Yeah. So that's an example yes. of making sure that you like kick the wrong doctors out. Because my next midwife that I saw, she was incredible. Okay. And she eased all my fears. And it was just a com- it was at the same hospital, but completely different vibe. So fight for a good doctor. Fight for, sure. for a good doctor. Okay, love it. Okay. Let's talk through doctors, midwives, and doulas. One of my favorite questions. Okay, I'm so excited. A lot. So I, I actually one day I'm hoping to be a doula. One day, like a okay. doula, they call it a doula tog. Okay. I'm a birth videographer right now, but it's like a doula that can also take your pictures and videos. Okay, wait. I have the most random question. When you do birth videography, does your period start that day? It has a couple times. Not always. Though. Does it kickstart? Because I went and helped with a birth once. Like went and 
was helping my sister-in-law. And then I got my period that day and it was totally really? off. Yeah. And I've talked to a lot of doulas who say it will kickstart their period sometimes. Just the uh, just all the different hormones. In the room. The pheromones. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I feel like it started a few times after I've been to a birth, but I haven't like attributed to that. I want to check back in. Okay. I'll give you an update. In like six months. Okay. Okay. okay continue. Um, Doctors, no, doulas, and midwives. A midwife. So everyone, when I was telling people that I was going to a midwife group, they were always like, oh, well, doesn't a midwife's not a doctor. A midwife can't deliver a baby. And um, they'll be like, don't you have a doula? Like everyone just gets midwives and doulas. Very confused. So, but the only thing midwives can't do is C-sections, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So midwives, there's a few different kinds. I went to, it's called a CNM, so a certified nurse midwife. Okay. And there are other midwife certifications you can get. You can like apprentice a midwife and you have to take all the tests and stuff. And they're not the same as a doctor, but they can do everything a doctor can do besides a C-section. An OBGYN and a midwife are essentially the same. Just an OBGYN can perform surgery. And they're usually a little bit more... It's a lot more schooling, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And they're a medical doctor. So yeah, an OBGYN is a medical doctor. A midwife is someone who's been trained specifically in birth. A lot of times they can be former nurses turned midwives. And then a doula is not a medical professional. Do a certain amount of hours of training and then they're certified to come into your birth and help you with coping mechanisms, helping advocate for you and your partner just kind of helping you, like helping support you through birth. When you're in the hospital or a birth center or at home, the nurses can't be with you every second. And a doula is usually there with you the entire time. So I had a doula at my birth and I ended up having to get induced, um, but I still had her come because I really wanted someone to be able to advocate for the things that I wanted. My husband was amazing, but she and my husband would trade off doing counter pressure on me for like hours and hours and hours. So it was really nice to have her. because, And then anytime... I was nervous to ask a question or I didn't understand something. She was always there with an answer. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people don't know about doulas, but I would highly recommend a doula for your first birth experience just because they can help like ease your fears. Even if you don't know exactly what you want, they can just help the process go a lot smoother. How did you find your doula? Just word of mouth. Okay. I had, so my doula, she ended up being on vacation when, because I had to get induced three weeks early. So we had it all planned that she would be home. So she was on vacation. So she sent a backup doula and um, she was amazing. And her Instagram is simply sacred births. <laughs> Love it. And then my other, my main doula, her name's Erin Yates. And had you witnessed her in birth before? Or no, you just I had hadn't. friends? I that... had three different friends that recommended her to me. And she came to my house and did... I think three prenatal visits. So we got to know each other really well before. And then when there was a chance she wasn't going to be home, she had this other doula come to my house and we chatted with her. So we met her before too. So I don't know, you get like kind of friendly with them before mm -hmm. and it was just really nice. Okay. I love it. So you had kind of a traumatic first visit uh -huh. and the rest went okay. I mean, it wasn't like extremely traumatic. It was just a little off-putting. It was just those last they few minutes. Took away some of my excitement. Like right. they, the baby was great, the heartbeat was great, and they're like, "Okay, like schedule your twelve week, and like if we see you, we see you." And <laughs> it was just weird. Like I it was just super strange. So I don't know. I don't. Next time I might wait to go until ten weeks mm, or twelve. Yeah, yeah. Because really, they're like, yeah, I don't know. You just hear the heartbeat. That, yeah. yeah, and they're just a little tiny little bean. So, yeah, it's a little kidney it's bean. To, but I was too excited. What questions would you suggest asking at your first visit? For the first visit, I would focus mainly on your doctor. 
and making sure that you like your doctor. Because you end up having a lot of visits with them, but you spend quite a bit of time. I would ask them a lot about, some people think it's too early to ask about their delivery style and methods, like at your first appointment, but you don't want to get to 20 weeks. And then you start asking them about their methods and then you don't vibe with it and then you have to switch. Right. So I would use those first few appointments to really like research your doctor. It's like, how do you fill in a pelvic exam? Like that kind of thing. Just kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's what's the vibe? What's the vibe? What's the vibe? Okay. Did you use the pregnancy app? Yes. Which one? Well, to get pregnant and track my period, I've always used pre-mom. Okay. It's what you can order the ovulation test with it. Wait. Always, since you were like a teenager, you've used pre-mom? Since I was probably like 19. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, once it's I got off birth control. Okay. Then I started using How old were you when you got married? Mm, 21. Okay. A young, a young little baby. A young baby. Yes. I thought I was old because all my friends were already married, which is hilarious. Welcome but... to Utah. <laughs> so funny. I didn't like, get married until I was 25. I felt That's like a, a good age. It was geriatric. Married. A geriatric <laughs> marriage. <laughs> yes, exactly. So old. Yes. Yes, this is this is a joke. Just FYI, it's a joke. <laughs> okay, okay. So pre mom, love it. Yeah, and then I used what I took- used like six different baby apps because I wanted to see it every okay every comparison. You know, like the box of matches and the pair. And right. The- so the fruit, mm-hmm. the household item, whatever your baby was that week, you mm-hmm. wanted to see it. Yeah. Okay. So, and they're not all accurate at all. No, they're all different. They're all different. Any any baby app will do. But yes. the pre-mom was the pregnancy app, and I liked it. I've never tried another one, yeah. so I'm sure there's probably a better one out there. Okay. <laughs> but I liked it. It's nice because you can order ovulation tests, okay. and then they can you take a picture, and it, like, syncs up with the app. Oh. So the app is free, but you just pay, like, the $7 for the 20 tests. Okay. I love that. So that's nice. And then your app then goes off your ovulation, not necessarily your last period. Yes. Oh. And you track your period with it. So right. it will tell you if you have a short cycle, long cycle. It'll tell you like about your follicular, follicular and luteal phases. So it's kind of nice. Like it kind of like breaks down your whole cycle. I know a lot of people are looking into, you know, how there's four phases of our cycle. Like yeah. it's, it's a very popular thing to see right now. So mm-hmm. that was nice to see. And that, I feel like that helped me get pregnant because I was very aware of when things were happening. I also use the clear blue ovulation tests too. Those ones were very accurate, I'd say. And those you can just get at the grocery store, mm-hmm. right? Just Target. Get everything at Target. <laughs> you could even DoorDash it you if you could. wanted to. Oh, 100%. I have a friend who DoorDash plan B. Genius. <laughs> you don't even have to do the walk of shame. <laughs> I know, right? That's me. Every time I need tampons, I'm like, Amazon. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Did you join any online groups about being pregnant? I wanted to. So I looked into one Facebook group. Yeah. I don't even remember what it was called because I got on there and I just got the ick because I was like, this is an anxiety fest. No, Facebook. This is what I've noticed. This is why I actually wanted to start the play date because I feel like there are still these Facebook groups. That's still where new mom, like uh-huh. newly pregnant moms are going. And, and people spill everything and it's kind right. of terrifying. Also, that's where dreams go to die is a Facebook group. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, join our Facebook group. <laughs> Very fun. <laughs> By the way. <laughs> no, I. it's interesting because when I was pregnant, you joined a Facebook group. Uh-huh. And now 20 years later. Well, now I feel like it's TikTok. Is there TikTok groups or you just go Not there to? groups, too? but like every mom mm-hmm. my age, at least. TikTok's almost become like a search engine. So anytime yes. you have a question about anything, at yes. least all my friends, 
we would jump on TikTok and get our question answered. And it could have been a terrifying thing. <laughs> so your age, you're not Googling. Oh, I Google. I Google quite What's a more bit. accurate? Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, TikTok. Really? I feel like it's real people's experiences. Okay. Because Google, like you can say like, I threw up six times today and they'll be like, you have gestational diabetes. Like, right. Cancer. It's, <laughs> yes. It's cancer and you're not going to be okay. So I don't know. Google is just, there's too many like possibilities. Honestly, TikTok was very niche mm-hmm. and I don't love TikTok. I feel like people just overshare on TikTok and then it yeah. gets you down a rabbit hole. Yeah. When I found out my baby had IUGR, I looked that up on TikTok and some things helped, some things didn't. And I learned actually way more about IUGR from TikTok than I did from my doctors because they were just more nonchalant about it. I think maybe not to scare me. So I don't know. It has its pros and cons. I love a Dr. Google. I think I am a doctor. (laughs) You've attended enough births. Why not? I could deliver a baby. Totally. I could easily deliver a baby. Totally. That's so interesting. So you're not congregating and gathering. It's more information-based. Yeah, I would say. And a lot, like, I have best friends. I actually was pregnant with two of my best friends at the same time. So that was nice because we could all chat through things. And it's really nice to have people going through things in your same phase. Yeah. But as, like, as for groups, I don't know. I think people, not that they're doing it on their own, but I don't know. It's just interesting how the the trends will change. Yeah. You'll look for information I on feel Facebook. Like if you're or, newly pregnant, subscribe to the play date. Exactly. Yes. We'll, teach, we'll teach you everything. Come join us. <laughs> Come hang out. on Instagram and TikTok. And maybe our Facebook group. I don't know. I haven't decided if we're going to start. We'll decide. <laughs> if it is, it will be really fun. <laughs> really cool. Did you find out the gender? Yes. Very early. I did a I did a blood test. Like a random. I wish I would have done genetic testing. I didn't. She was fine. I didn't need to. But I feel like my whole pregnancy, I was a little bit worried. But at the time, I was like, oh, I don't need to do it. Like, It'll be fine. So I did a blood test at some random like ultrasound clinic. Mm-hmm. And I found out at 10 weeks that it was a girl. And I was so worried the whole time until my 20 week. I was like, what if it's actually not a girl? Oh, until you had your ultrasound. Uh-huh. But then at your ultrasound, we didn't talk about it on this episode, but then you had a whole new slew of things to be worried about, uh-huh. right? <laughs> that was later on. Oh, that was later on. For sure. Oh, yeah. 28 weeks. Uh-huh. Okay. 28 weeks. Yeah. Go listen to that episode if you haven't. The other one with Clea and I about getting pregnant. Did you find out the gender of your babies? Yes. So I did genetic testing with my son. He's my second. And we found out the gender. But another reason why I think the due date was off for him was because he had all the markers of Down syndrome. Really? Based on his conception date. Oh. Which they thought. But then, so for like a, a trimester and a half, I thought that I was possibly going to have like a Down syndrome baby. Really? Yeah. And then he came out not having Down syndrome. And they were like, it's a 50-50 chance is the chance they gave me. Really? Yeah. So was that just a crazy, like going into labor, were you just, were you planning for that? I was okay with it either way. Yeah. We had a really lovely boy in our neighborhood growing up who had Down syndrome and it kind of felt like their family had a gift. Yeah. So... I just was okay with it either way. So were you on the Facebook groups when you no. were pregnant? Because what what kind of research were you doing at that time? Um, or were I, you just kind of yeah. saying, we'll just 
it was just like you know you you rabbit hole one or two times Mm -hmm. and then i'm sure you experienced this with your yeah what's it called again iugr iugr i will get that and then you're just like it is what it is Mm -hmm. it's gonna work out how it's gonna work out right when you're pregnant, you have no control over anything, and you just have to resign yourself to it. Pregnancy is literally just Jesus take the wheel. Yeah, Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> it yes. is just, like you have to just yeah ride the wave. There's exactly. nothing else you can do when you're pregnant. So I was just, I became super okay either way, and I was a little disappointed because I had had these visions of me being a very patient mom and, mm-hmm. you know, our family getting this gift. and But then I was also overjoyed, and so it was like— Right. You know, and, and I, I think was, I would have felt the same way had he been Down syndrome, like a little disappointed, but also overjoyed. Right. You probably know? just a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. You probably course. would have been shocked either way. Either I'm way. sure you were shocked. Yeah. Like, so then when I told Clean in our last episode, when they pulled him out, because I had a C section and then everyone gasped, I thought that was probably a terrifying moment. Yeah. And I was like, what's wrong? And they're like, no, he's just big. And I was like, oh, okay. So you were probably like, no, What's it was it was like this <laughs> roller coaster. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Up and down. Susan. Up and down. That's stressful. Yeah, yeah, but everything but works out. Everything works out how it's supposed to. Yeah. It blows my mind that women, we all just like not all, but a lot of us get pregnant, mm-hmm. have a baby, and become a mom. And it is the hardest, craziest experience. But everyone yeah. else is just doing it. Yeah. If you think you're resilient before you get pregnant and have a baby, get pregnant and have a baby, and then you'll be like, oh, oh. the resiliency I had before is child's play. That was just nothing. Yeah. This is it. No, being a mom is crazy. It's lovely. And I can't wait to talk more about that in future episodes. Me too. Thank you, Clea. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Susan.